This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have a classic episode for you about Ego Waffles. Yes. <laughs> and I have stuff to say about this. Yeah. Before I get into it. All right. I just want to confirm uh, that this is Stranger Things related. <laughs> this is Stranger Things related. Yes. Uh, okay. So this is a super early episode that we did. It came out in October of 2017 um, to coincide with the release of season two of Stranger Things coming out. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> things to say. Okay. Uh, I am very tired right now because I stayed up until 3 a.m. binging. The season four, part one, which is how far we've come. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, right, right. And Ego Waffles were featured. <laughs> also, the Ewok song that I've mentioned before is featured. So okay. if you've never heard it, uh, go look it up and you can curse my name later because it's going to be stuck in your head and haunt you forever. Um <laughs> But also, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Um, and then on top of that, uh, I saw 
Kate Bush's song, uh, Running Up That Hill, uh, is now like number one on like iTunes charts, which yeah. cracks me up. I love that song. This is my top 10 favorite songs. Um, and I have loved that song for a long time. And it was the closest I've gotten in a long time from being like, you kids don't know anything. <laughs> uh, but also welcome kids. I'm glad that yeah. you like it too. <laughs> Come along, children. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, not in a creepy way though. No. Oh, goodness, no. no. Never. Kate Bush is is good, wholesome fun for the whole family. It was excellent. I was very happy to hear it. That show in general has pretty good music. Um, but it just kind of cracked me up that there were all these like news articles about it. Like, well, why is this song <laughs> yeah, number yeah. one of the charts? I'm like, because it's excellent. And also Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched the, uh, the, the new season yet. I actually haven't watched past season like... 2.1 uh oh my i fell I, I, I fell off of it uh but um but yeah um now now that i was kind of like looking into it and i heard that the season is really uh really a barkery really clive barkery um mm. and that last Ooh. season was really cronenbergy so i'm like oh i've missed things all right <laughs> it is funny because they definitely do a lot of nods which i appreciate to past horror things. Um, but it was funny because this weekend, this past weekend, was a big Star Wars weekend for me. All right. And I had a friend text me and he was like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi? Are you going to watch Stranger Things? And I was like, do you even know who I am? I will get to Stranger Things. Right. Kenobi first. <laughs> and I, I did, I did binge it. Stranger Things all last night, like Aww. I should have gone to bed, but I yeah, was like, okay, clearly. I, gotta, I gotta know what happens. Um, but it was, it just cracked me up because clearly Netflix and Disney Plus are uh, rivals, competing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy it. Well, this is ostensibly a food show, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> the reason that we did. Uh, Ego waffles uh, in coordination, or not in coordination with, but uh, but timed to the release of Stranger Things, is that they were featured in season one and have continued that featuring um, through lots of uh, marketing and uh, throughout the seasons. Uh, the show did actually boost Ego sales an unknown amount in 2016 after the first season's premiere, and then again in uh, in 2017. Um, uh, with the second season drop, apparently there was a 14% growth in just in uh, Q4 of 2017 after after season two came out. Oh, wow. I would love to know because they were featured in this most recent season. Um, and they were featured in a positive manner. Yeah. So I, I'm curious. I wonder if there's been another boost. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the, the sales, the sales have yet to show us. Um, I, uh, but yeah, re-listening to this episode was a trip because it was so early. Like, I feel like, like, like we hadn't quite figured out the structure yet, but the bones are all there. And I was like, man, we were entertaining five years ago. We did an okay job. Um, I agree. (laughs) One, one fact that I had forgotten that like I need to highlight because like we kind of go over it quickly and then move on. So uh, uh, the the words gopher and waffle share an etymology. 
Oh, you know we love etymology. Yes. And it's because one burrows honeycomb patterns into the ground and the other kind of looks like a honeycomb. Thank you, early American French colonists. Beautiful. <laughs> it is indeed. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, again, ostensibly a food show. Um, we have a few small updated Ego facts for you. The Ego brand currently features lines of frozen waffles, pancakes, French toast, and stuffed pancake bites, which yeah. are like a like a snack food with either like chocolate or strawberry stuff inside of them. I haven't tried them. They look delicious. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> and um, sales uh, within the Ego brand surged 45% in March of 2020 alone due to COVID shifts in purchasing. Wow. Wow. Like, I was prepared to be impressed by that 14% Q4 2017. Yeah. Stranger Things boost, 45 per heck. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty astounding. It, it makes sense. I mean, definitely in my family, Ego was a... We got to get the kids to school and we don't yeah. have time. So let's just do it. And I loved it. Like, sure. I was always a fan of Echo, but it was definitely like on my parents and a time saving, like, yeah. take this and go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, sales had been uh, dropping off a little bit before then. And uh, yeah, no, the, the, with the, with the shift in, Shift in everything in COVID. Yeah. Um, we, we do have a, a, a few more updates for you but i feel like i feel like we should just just go ahead and get into the original episode and yeah let's do it okay Mm -hmm. all right so let us let former annie and lauren take it away hello and welcome to food stuff i'm lauren vogelbaum and i'm annie reese and today We're going to talk about frozen waffles and Eggo waffles in particular. Yes, because it's about time for a lot of us to retreat into our caves over the next few days. Our Netflix caves. Yes, and binge watch the second season of Stranger Things. If you've seen Stranger Things, I'm going to guess a lot of you have. If you haven't and you're interested, check it out. Uh Um, But... We all know, we all know, those frozen waffles that Eleven loves in the bright yellow box. Those are Eggos. Those are Eggos. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so, first, as we frequently do, by frequently I mean all the time, yeah. uh, what is it? I think it can be explained in this simple quote. A waffle is like a pancake with a syrup trap. <laughs> it's from Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> Yeah, a waffle has kind of like a like a grid pattern. It's like a 3D pancake, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's within the realm of a pastry. It's usually a lightly sweetened kind of bread product. Mm-hmm. It's um, the dough is usually got some kind of milk, eggs, butter, maybe a leavening agent, a rising agent. Um, they run into the into the light and fluffy on the inside and crispy on the outside kind of concept. They're very tasty. Um, Eggo waffles are generally frozen waffles that yep. come in yellow boxes, eight to a pack. Mm-hmm. Nutrigrain Eggos were my go-to breakfast for a number of years when I was a kid. 
Yeah, I loved the blueberry ones. Mm. I love waffles in general, but the I feel you have to get the texture right or they're, they're worthless. <laughs> they have to be crispy. If you get like a soggy waffle, it's so disappointing. Oh, soggy waffle. Yeah. That's, oh. a, that's a great name for something. It is, isn't it? Um, frozen waffles, pancakes, and French toast is a $1.2 billion industry, Ooh. and Ego accounts for 60% of that. 60% or over. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if we look at 2015, Kellogg sold 4.5% more waffles in the preceding five years than any year coming before that. They also sell aforementioned frozen pancakes and French toast, along with frozen breakfast sandwiches. And the Bloomberg article I got this number from, by the way, was titled, Who Killed Tony the Tiger? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Basically, that uh, Ego was capitalizing off of um, fears about the health of cereal. Even though yeah. they're both carb products with sugar added. Yep. Okay. But, yeah. Sure. You get it. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So let's do a brief rundown of waffles, shall we? Yes. Uh, So the ancestors of waffles are oblios, which are these ancient Grecian cakes that were roasted between two metal plates. And the the two metal plates had had a wooden handle attached so that you could just slide it into and out of an oven. By medieval times, these had developed into oblies, uh, which were these these large unleavened wafers that were made primarily by um, either members of the Catholic Church or people trying to sell stuff to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them depicted religious iconography. By the 1400s, these had developed into recipes more like we're familiar with waffles being today. And the Dutch had started using rectangular plates that were forged with a grid pattern on them. Though historians aren't sure whether this was a decorative choice or like a practical matter for the blacksmiths or a practical request on behalf of the bakers to design something with a greater surface area so that you can you can get, you know, the the waffle more crispier, faster. Yeah. Um, and to make these old school waffles slash wafers was kind of terrible, just just awful. So you had those two baking plates with the long handles, mm-hmm. and they needed to stay hot and oiled. It was a two-person job to hold these heavy handles and to get the baking plates over a fire, add the batter, close it between the plates, put it over a fire, minute per side, and then quickly remove the waffle Ooh. so it didn't overcook. Yeah. Yeah, real pain. Um Americans were the ones to pair waffles with maple syrup, of a staple up in the New England area, mm-hmm. and were really the first to adopt them as a breakfast food. Hmm. Everywhere else, it's kind of a snack or like something that you'd eat with uh, with tea, something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's talk about Thomas Jefferson again. Wait, <laughs> what? Why? I know, right? So the first thing you need to know about Thomas Jefferson, in the context of waffles anyway, is that he loved them. He loved them. <laughs> he loved them so much, he transported a waffle iron from France to the U.S. in 1789 and would cook them at waffle parties. Waffle parties. Yes, waffle parties. Man, Leslie Nope would die of happiness. <laughs> or overeating, possibly. Maybe both. Yeah. Simultaneously. I'd be pretty excited, too. Mm-hmm. Someone, by the way, figured out that Leslie Nope probably eats around 343 waffles a year. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of waffles. Yes. Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec for you you guys who don't know. Also related in Sweden, there's Waffle Day, which shares the date with Our Ladies Day. 
So Leslie Nope was <laughs> on to something with Galentine's Day being celebrated with waffles, or at least in Sweden, anyway. <laughs> those those waffle parties uh, of, of Thomas Jefferson's were, were called waffle frolics. Waffle frolics. I am going to add that to my calendar. I'm going to throw a waffle frolic. Yes. For sure. Um, and FYI, the word waffle first appeared in the English language in 1725 from the Dutch word waffle, <laughs> hey, which probably comes from a similar Germanic word meaning honeycomb or web or weave. Also FYI, the word gopher probably comes from the same root. Goffel, waffle. Oh. Um, and it was a reference to the, the woven and or honeycomb-like structure of their burrows. Oh. Huh. Words are so cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, after a waffle iron made to be used over a coal stove was patented in the U.S. in 1869 by Dutch-American Cornelius Swartwout. <laughs> Swartwout. Cornelius Swartwout. Where have you been all my life? That okay, please continue. It's a Harry Potter name if I've ever heard one. Yes. Um, Americans followed the lead of Jefferson and threw their own waffle parties or frolics. Mm-hmm. And a few years later, in 1896, Fanny Farmer's The Fanny Farmer Cookbook came out with a recipe on how to make raised yeast waffles. And this is a big moment on the waffle timeline. Mm -hmm. Before that, waffles were essentially just pancakes but with holes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first electric waffle iron was introduced in 1911 and released commercially by GE to the public in 1918. Apart from efficiency improvements and some bells and whistles, we generally use the same thing to this day. Mm -hmm. However, cooking waffles took precious time, and we Americans didn't want to wait that long to shove some delicious golden waffle in our face. Of course not. No. So. Time is money. It is. Time is waffles. Time is waffles. Enter the frozen waffle. But first, a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, so now it's time to talk about what's on everyone's mind. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. Wait, what, where did you think this was going? This is a this is like a sleeper episode. It's actually about mayonnaise. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, in 1932, in San Jose, California, brothers Frank Anthony and Sam Dorsa decided to do some food experiments in their parents' basement, of course, mm-hmm. until they came up with their own brand of mayonnaise, which they advertised throughout the Great Depression as using triple refined vegetable oil and 100% fresh range eggs. Ranch eggs. Ranch eggs. Mm-hmm. Can't forget that. Which led them to call their product Eggo Mayonnaise. Ads at the time touted the product as having the highest egg content of the leading brands. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Fighting words in I the mayonnaise know, kingdom. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Around their San Jose digs, the product was quite popular. Popular enough that according to Frank Dorsey's obituary, the brothers used a $50 infusion from their mayonnaise business to break into the waffle one. Also, I couldn't leave out that the headline of Frank Dorsa's obituary was, He triumphed with waffles but died without vanquishing the pancake. Oh, kind of a low blow for an obituary, right? It's catchy, though. It is. And another thing i got to mention, this guy also invented a machine that curls bacon. Or no, it's a it's a machine that 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 when bacon cooks, it prevents it from curling. Oh yeah, that's right. Clearly, obviously. Uh, where is this machine? Can I purchase it? <laughs> I don't think you can. Um, and an automatic potato peeler. He also invented. Yeah, automatic like continual potato peeler. Mm-hmm. Just can't stop, won't stop. Um, but yes, so this was how Ego Food Products, the company, was born. Mm-hmm. There was a problem though. While they had no trouble selling their products near their home base, shipping mayo and fresh waffle batter really limited their reach. Mm -hmm. Um, And this spurred them to recreate a tinned powder that just needed a bit of milk added to it. As a a waffle batter. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Restaurants looking to turn out waffles more quickly were some of their most profitable customers. Mm. Yes. This was not the first powdered waffle mix, however. That distinction goes to Pearl Milling Co.'s Aunt Jemima Pancake and Waffle Mix all the way back to 1889. 1889. Goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, that explains the racism in the name. Lawrence Killjoy Corner back again. <laughs> it's Killjoy Corner with a K, by the way. Oh, yes. Uh, with the dough flowing in from dough. there. I, I know. <laughs> with, from their expanded market, the Dorsa Brothers purchased the Garden City Potato Chip Factory in 1938, and were soon selling potato chips alongside their waffles and mayonnaise. What an interesting product. 
I mean, they they got a lot of diversity going here. They did. Yeah. And this is what inspired uh, Frank Dorsett to invent the automatic potato peeler, by the way. But let's jump ahead to the 1950s. Okay. The American consumer wanted convenience. They didn't want to mess with making fresh waffles or even powdered mixes. So I'm sure you remember from our frozen food episode, this is when frozen foods were taking the U.S. by storm. The Dorsa brothers knew that in order to stay afloat, they needed to compete by coming up with a frozen waffle. But first, they needed to figure out how to produce waffles on a large scale. Frank was undeterred by this challenge, and in 1953, he utilized the engine of a merry-go-round with just as many waffle irons as possible attached to it. What? Yes, I love this. It's it's monstrous in my head, the thing I'm imagining, just like nightmares. But <laughs> it worked. Uh, the contraption, as it rotated, the waffles cooked, and there were employees placed around this thing, flipping the waffles when it was time. Mm -hmm. And after they were cooked, they were frozen. (laughs) Thousands of waffles an hour were turned out this way. And when the first of those waffles hit the grocery store aisles later that same year, they were called froffles. Frozen waffles, froffles. Yep. They boasted major convenience factors. You put them in the toaster, and they were ready in about a minute. That's pretty convenient. Which pretty much killed their tin-to-mix line. Oops. Yeah, and also took a swing at the waffle iron business. Oh. And they were very popular on the West Coast because uh, that's pretty much where they were shipping them at the time. Right. Um, the name Froffles did not stick. What? Um, by 1955, the Dorses adopted their already well-known Ego name for their waffles. Mm-hmm. So that is when Ego waffles were born. Mm-hmm. Officially. Officially. In 1960, they trademarked a mascot named Mr. Ego, which was this, like, dancing stick figure egg that was wearing a top hat. Um, One of, just total side note, one of the design search codes that it falls under in the U.S. Trademark Office is 02.01.33. And I quote, grotesque men formed by letters, numbers, punctuation, or geometric shapes, semicolon, stick figures. I've got to look this up. I, it's 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 just, I mean, it looks sort of like Mr. Peanut, but as an egg, sort as of. As an egg. Yeah. Uh, at the time, the company, um, uh, Ego, Ego Food Products, offered all manner of, of stuff, uh, including pickles and salad dressings and canned tuna and uh, gelatin desserts and, like, barbecue sauces, all hmm. sorts of stuff. Wow. By 1962, Ego Food Products was booming, and they moved out um, to a huge new plant on the outskirts of San Jose um, on, on a street called Ego Way, Egg-way. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was there that they caught the attention of Fern Foods, Inc., uh, which made the Dorsus a tempting offer, and they sold the company in 1966. Mm-hmm. And Aunt Jemima came out with its own frozen waffle in 1968, which is Ego's most serious competitor. Jumping ahead to 1970, Kellogg, you remember Kellogg, acquired Fern Foods, Inc., and it was their first foray into frozen foods. Mm -hmm. And this was obviously a game changer, and it led to one of the catchiest slogans from my childhood, at least, Lego my ego. (laughs) This came about due to an ad agency, Leo Burnett. After the slogan burst onto the scene in 1972, it gained such popularity that they kept it until 2008. And when they retired it briefly, they brought it back in 2014. 
Yeah. And a bonus fact. Americans got their introduction to the Belgian waffle at the 1964 World's Fair by the Van Damme family, who went on to open a location in Redondo Beach four years later. 20 years after that, in 1988, they introduced their own frozen waffle, Van's Waffles, that were marketed as more wholesome as they were made up with amaranth and quinoa. Yeah. Ancient grains. I know. We'll do an episode on Belgian waffles one day. Oh, absolutely. And ancient grains, both. Probably mostly separately. Probably, yeah. But there will be some overlap. Mm -hmm. Kellogg's, um, they also pushed Eggo into many new flavor territories. Blueberry, strawberry, chocolate chip, brown sugar, cinnamon, etc. And of course, the seasonally available pumpkin spice. (sighs) It all comes back to pumpkin spice. Mm -hmm. Other occasional flavor releases, French toast. French toast waffles always confused me. Anyway, uh, s'mores and confetti. Confetti. Confetti flavored waffles. Anytime that you can put colored sprinkles in anything, I'm pretty excited about it. I've never thought about how weird it is that we call it confetti, though. Like, that's the flavor. Right. It's more of just the look. It, it's a, it's. I don't want it thing. to taste like confetti. <laughs> I have, I'm. Have you have you swallowed enough confetti to be able to say that <laughs> definitively? I was at a concert once where uh, I was right next to the confetti canyon, and uh, I have. <laughs> all right, I believe I you. A, I have an idea. Wit, expert witness testimony. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank Dorsa, meanwhile, passed away in 1996. Um, uh, survived by by his by his loving son, um, and meanwhile. Kellogg's just keeps on pushing the bounds of breakfast through the Eggo brand. In the 2000s, they debuted just a number of really amazingly ridiculous products that I mostly missed. So just in case anyone else is super entertained by them, Eggo Real Fruit Pizzas, <laughs> which is a, like like a cinnamon and maple-flavored crust with fruit and granola on top. Okay. Uh, wafflers and minis, both of which... Uh, Pull apart for for easy hand eating and condiment dipping. Mm-hmm. Toaster muffin delights, which were muffin tops for your toaster. Okay. Uh, Eggo maple syrup cereal, which was a breakfast cereal that was like vaguely in the shape of of waffles. There were Lego branded Eggos. Lego my Eggos. Oh, oh man, my mind just got blown. That's amazing. They came out with a waffle syrup. They have waffle breakfast sandwiches, Eggo biscuit scramblers, which were kind of like breakfast hot pockets. And yes, finally, too late for Frank, they came out with toaster pancakes. Yes. And he was working on that. That's one of the reasons Yeah, they put that in the obituary, even though I thought it was a little... A little bit snarky. Yeah. <laughs> But but still, he he yeah his his son said that uh, that he just never quite never quite got the texture right. I imagine it would be very tricky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Due to a listeria infection scare at the Atlanta plant that resulted in a recall of four thousand five hundred cases of waffles, followed by flooding just as soon as the plant was about to reopen. Followed by a temporary shutdown of the plant in Tennessee, there was an Eggo waffle shortage from 2009 to 2010. There was a little bit of, like, hoarding that went on. Um, they, they, they limited their releases of, of their waffles to various stores, and there were definitely a few people that were, like, selling them for an upcharge on eBay. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Buying your Eggo waffles on eBay. A dangerous prospect. Yeah. That's a little bit of a risk. Yeah. And then along comes Stranger Things in 2016, bringing Ego back into the zeitgeist. And so that is our Ego Waffle timeline. Yes. And it brings us back to another quick break for a word from our sponsor. 
Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes. So... A lot of, uh, there's a lot of interesting little cultural things that come up when you look into waffles, frozen waffles in particular. Um, when I was searching, this is something I've never heard of before, but a lot of the results in the Google uh, came back with the Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco Bell waffle taco. Waffle taco? A waffle taco. I think I saw a commercial for that. Oh, boy. Uh, it was introduced in 2014. And it's pretty much what it sounds like. Taco Bell's director for product development stumbled on a Facebook post of an egg avocado taco and rushed to the store for frozen waffles to test it out herself. The team, the development team, went through 80 different tacos, changing what? things like waffle thickness and amount of vanilla okay. until they settled on the one. If anyone has experienced one of these. I've had a savory waffle before, um, but I've... Never had a taco waffle. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've had, like, chicken and waffles, which are sort of savory. Yes. And speaking of chicken and waffles, um, just a brief—I I kind of got curious about this when I was researching after the 
The Taco Bell waffle taco. Uh, I looked into chicken and waffles. So this duo dates back to the 1600s in the U.S. when the Pennsylvania Dutch would put chicken and gravy on top of their waffles. Mm -hmm. A Virginia breakfast or a meal consisting of fried or baked meat and a quick bread was the standard of southern hospitality by the 1800s. It's also very likely that African-American slaves were making a version of this, too. But then we take a massive leap forward to the Wells Supper Club located in Harlem, New York in 1938. Musicians playing at Wells, as it was called by the locals, would either arrive too late or get done too late for either dinner or breakfast. So they wanted a combination of both. Voila, chicken and waffles. Ah, The trend transversed the U.S. and in 1976, Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles opened in Los Angeles, California, um, <laughs> started by someone who had grown up in Harlem. Uh-huh. Gladys and Ron's Chicken and Waffles restaurant, until recently operating here in Atlanta, was in part inspired by Knight's night spent at Wells. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I found this funny quote that I wish we had included in the fried chicken episode, but putting it in here. Anytime you talk about fried chicken in the South, you're in essence talking about somebody's mama. And when you talk about somebody's mama, somebody's going to get mad. (laughs) (laughs) That's from an NPR story I read about the history of fried chicken and waffles. Yeah, it's people, yeah. We we all care a lot about fried chicken around here. We do. If you couldn't tell from our fried chicken episode. I know. And another thing we care about down here, Waffle House. Waffle House. I know. Okay, so... We're going to do this in another episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually already did some preliminary research, Ooh. and then I had to be like, stop it. <laughs> Got other things to do. Um, but, but I have to leave you with this. Apparently, there's no deep fryer at Waffle House. I no. don't believe it. No. I don't believe it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Seems impossible, but it's true. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Okay. Yep. Future episode. And apparently, last thing, there was a big kerfuffle on Top Chef when one of the contestants used frozen waffles. It was called Wafflegate. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to the end of this classic episode. But as promised, there are more ego facts to be had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few updates. Okay, so, um, so... Uh, some of the numbers that we give at the top of the original episode are, are of course, a little out of date. Um, uh, as of April of 2021, uh, frozen breakfast food uh, as a category had grown to $4.3 billion per year. Um, within that, frozen waffles by themselves were at $1.1 billion as a segment, um, which is only a tiny bit lower than what the whole category was doing in 2017. COVID, y'all. Wild. Yeah. Um, of, of that, as of 2021, um, Kellogg's had 70% of the market share, which is up about 10% from the numbers that we reported in 2017. And yeah, the brand really leaned into the kind of um, like lightheartedly fatalistic marketing that reigned during the early part of the pandemic like remember there was that whole rash of like heck it we're in hell like do whatever makes you feel just all right mm-hmm. like corporate Reese's, I'm marketing at you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. like might as well yeah <laughs> yeah uh kellogg's launched um a campaign called lego with ego <laughs> oh my goodness 
with slogans like mornings are hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and get your wins where you can. Oh my gosh. Apparently they did a million waffle giveaway on social media. I <laughs> Wow. I mean it, it was a strange time. It still is a strange time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're trying to find ways to address that and also sell a thing. <laughs> Some are more successful than others. <laughs> hey, I i don't know. You know, mornings are hard, and you should get your wins where you can. I agree with yeah. you, frozen yeah. waffle brand. That <laughs> <laughs> Me as well. Me as well. Yeah. Um. Other other updates, I guess, uh, I wanted to say uh, RIP to the Taco Bell Waffle Taco. Mm. You were only with us for a brief time from 2014 to 2020, mm-hmm. but we remember you fondly. Or I, I, I don't remember you at all, but I, you know. Some people do. Some people remember you fondly. <laughs> uh, well, given recent news, could always come back. Oh, um, Sure. But also, there are waffle opportunities are wide and vast. Waffle opportunities. Yeah, mm. they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, as speaking of, um, we promised to, at some later date and time, do uh, a couple follow-up episodes after this. Uh, Belgian waffles, uh, Waffle House, maybe something else in there that I'm forgetting uh, right now. But uh, we have done neither of those. And <laughs> so, yeah. so waffle opportunities truly do abound. They do, and I can't wait to talk about both of those. Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, House Museum is in uh, Decatur, near us. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like a 20-minute drive from where either of us are sitting right mm-hmm. now. Um, I, I, I have been waiting on, on doing a, a Waffle House episode because I feel like, you know, if we're – the, the original – store is here the museum is here like there's no reason why we shouldn't do have like interviews uh, and stuff like that involved in an episode about Waffle House so I've been like putting it off until we can do interviews again I mean Belgian waffles we could do like today or I mean not today because I'm busy but uh, (laughs) my schedule is already full (laughs) well I see (laughs) but soon yes 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 um, I'm always happy to talk about waffles, so I am into it. Ooh, July 1st. Yeah. That's when part two of Stranger Things oh. comes out. Um, maybe that will be a good time. Okay. For a little tie-in. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the schedule is doing. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely a lot of food involved in that show, so there's options. But waffles always a good one. Always. Yes. Well, in the meantime, listeners, thank you so much for coming along this journey with yes. this classic. Uh, if you would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. 
Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island. It becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.